Welcome back to Hold Fast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I'm the host of the podcast, and I'm coming to you with this episode one day later than normal. Uh, Hopefully, you won't hold that against me. I like to post on Mondays often, uh, but I am posting this on a Tuesday instead, so um, you just had to wait an extra day, which I think is okay with most of you. Um, I want to branch off of a sermon that I did uh, uh, two weeks ago, maybe. Our church is in a series called Christmas Playlist, where we are looking at some of the Messianic Psalms, uh, those Psalms that foretell of the coming of Christ. And the first week of that series, we looked at Psalm chapter 2, which is the Psalm that says in the last verse, kiss the son, lest he be angry. And I would encourage you, if you missed that sermon, if you want to hear that, to go on the Mission Way Church app, go on our website, missionwaychurch.org, and you can find that sermon. But I want to kind of branch off with a thought that happens in verse 3 of Psalm chapter 2. I I briefly touched on it in the sermon, but I really didn't dig down deep. Psalm chapter 2, verse 3. Matter of fact, just to get context, just so you know what's going on, let me read from verse 1 all the way through verse 3. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. And I mentioned, as I said, in passing in my sermon that, you know, those who are against the Lord, uh, unbelievers, people who are antagonistic towards Christianity often think that Christianity really is bondage. It's one of the reasons why they hate uh, Christianity sometimes because they, they they treat submitting to the Lord as this type of bondage and it's this terrible thing that people need to be broken free of that, right? This, this stuff, almost everything you see in the culture wars, whether we're talking about abortion or homosexuality or transgenderism or the political battles, I mean, almost anything, any hot topic or any non-hot topic you want to put in in this in this conversation, um, those who are unbelievers think that Christians are really living in bondage, and that we're trying to get other people to live in bondage, right? To to our rules and our way of life, and they they think of it as this so such a negative thing. And this psalm is kind of pointing that out, right? It's saying that the peoples of the earth, the rulers of the earth, they're plotting against the Lord and His anointed, His Messiah, His people, even, and they're plotting against the Lord, saying, "Let's break their bonds apart. Let's cast away their courts from us. We want to be free from this perceived oppression of the Lord." You see, that's that is one of the the core foundational sins of of mankind, right? It's that we don't want to submit to the Lord, that our pride gets in the way. We want to be our own savior. We want to be our own God. And we're okay with the idea that if there are some people out there who want to just sprinkle a little bit of Jesus into their life and go to church every now and then, but we get really bothered when someone actually treats the Lord as the Lord, as the sovereign King of Kings that we are called to submit to. People get uncomfortable with a message of Christianity that that speaks to unbelievers and says, you are in rebellion against the Lord and you need to repent of that lest you experience the wrath of God. And I get that's an unpopular message and I, and I understand why people want to soften that sometimes, but that that is the message of Christianity. It's the message of the gospel that, that we are sinners deserving of the wrath of God. We are in rebellion against him. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've, we were enemies of God, but God sent his son, Jesus, to come and take our sin, to bear our sin, to bear our rebellion so that 
he can endure the wrath and the punishment that we deserve so that he can then give us his righteousness. And so now we have the ministry of reconciliation. We go out with this message that calls all people to turn back to the Lord, that calls everyone back to submission to the Lord. But unbelievers see this as oppression, and rightfully so, because they want their life, they want their sin. They don't want to have to submit to the Lord. They want to to live in their pride and rebellion, and so they want to break the bonds apart. They want to cast away the cords of what they perceive as oppression from them. Now, keep that in mind, and if you have your Bible in front of you, uh, if you're driving, I do not recommend that you read your Bible in front of you, but if you have your Bible and you're able to grab it, turn to the book of John, chapter 8. So, We're in Psalm 2. We see the nations are raging and plotting against the Lord and his anointed, saying, let's break their bonds apart. Let's cast their cords away from us. Fast forward in the Bible to John chapter 8, when Jesus speaks, verse 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you, what? Free. They answered him, we're offspring of Abraham and we've never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? As a side note, it's kind of ironic that they say to Jesus they've never been enslaved to anyone when they were slaves in Egypt and they were slaves in Assyria and Babylon. And even as they're saying this to Jesus in many ways, they're enslaved to Rome. Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave doesn't remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. And so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. What Jesus is saying is the very people who want to say to the Lord, that's, it's oppressive and and, and you're enslaving your people by, by causing them to submit to your truth and submit to your rule. Jesus says, no, what slavery really is, is slavery to sin. And when the son sets you free from your sin, then you're really, truly free. It's the truth that will set you free. And yes, there are, there are laws and, and commands and statutes of the Lord that we are called to obey, but, but true freedom is walking in the rules and the commands of the Lord. Another passage for you to turn to, turn to Psalm chapter 19. Think about how David thought about the law of God. Psalm chapter 19, starting in verse seven, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward." Following after Christ and obeying the law of God is, is, is the exact opposite of bondage. David says it revives the soul, it makes wise the simple, it rejoices the heart and enlightens the eyes, it endures forever. These things are righteous altogether. They're more to be desired than, than much fine gold. I was listening to a podcast the other day that pointed out, and I thought it was a great point, that when David wrote these words in Psalm 19, do you know what his scripture was? He didn't have the New Testament. He didn't even necessarily have the book of Psalms. He was, he was the author of many of the Psalms, but the book of Psalms had not yet been composed fully. And as he's writing these words, his scripture that he has, that he's talking about the law of the Lord is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. 
the books of the law, the Torah. These books that we gloss over because they seem so boring to us, they seem so full of rules and regulations and I don't understand all that. Now now we've got the gospel, now we've got the, the good news of Jesus and those are the things I wanna read. Let me read the Psalms if I read anything in the Old Testament and let me focus on these passages like don't be anxious because you know we can cast our burdens and the Lord, he cares for us. All beautiful passages. But the passages of the law of God are beautiful too because it, it tells us of the character of God. It tells us of the righteousness of God. And when we have this mentality that says, you know, the beauty of Christianity uh, is, is not found in, in keeping the law, it's found in a relationship with Jesus, we're, we're, we're making a false dichotomy and we're not understanding the picture that what Jesus said is that if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you do have a relationship with me, you'll be like David, it will be your delight to walk in the ways of the Lord. And when people criticize you and mock you and say, you know, you're just, you're just some religious robot that just follows all these rules and you're, you're oppressing people, you, you will know in your heart that true freedom is when the sun sets you free, when he sets you free from your sin so that you can walk in his righteousness. This is, this is a truth that I think we're beginning to lose. We, we've begun to, to lessen all this talk about what it means to follow Jesus and obey him and walk in his ways. And we, we wanna talk so much more about you know, these, these things about you know, uh, how, to, how to help our lives. What does, what does God do for me and is he, is he with me? And again, all those are beautiful, beautiful passages, but it's also a beautiful, beautiful thing to walk in the law of the Lord. It's not oppression, it's freedom, it's true freedom. Go back to Psalm 2 with me. So the nations rage, the people's plot in vain. They, they say, let's burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. What's God's response to that? He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. In other words, the Lord laughs at their rebellion not out of humor, but out of derision and judgment. And so those who are trying to cast off the oppression of the law of the Lord, those who are trying to break apart the bond, break, break open the, the bond, they, what they think is the, the bonds of his sovereignty and his rule and reign, they're actually storing up wrath for themselves. They're actually headed down a path of, of true bondage, ultimately one day in hell. And so the irony is that in, in treating the law of the Lord as oppression, they are further, further causing them or causing themselves to go into further bondage into their sin. And they completely miss it. And so, yes, we have a message of freedom and hope and life, but we can't, we can't talk about that freedom and hope and life without talking about the truth of God's law. Without the, tr without the truth of his grace in the gospel that he has set us free from sin for righteousness. He hasn't set us free from sin so that we can live however we want in our own freedom and autonomy. He set us free from our sin, from our bondage to sin, so that we might be free to walk in his ways, free to walk by the Spirit, free to say with David, the law of the Lord is perfect and it's good and it's righteous and it's pure. And that's what I want, more than gold, more than much fine gold, more than all the riches of this world, more than, more than my autonomy, more than, than the things that I want, I want what the Lord wants. And that's freedom. And when the sun sets you free in that way, you are free indeed. 
So don't buy into the narrative that our world is trying to paint. Because, because right now, there's this opposition to Christianity that says that, that Christians are just trying to control everybody and they're just, they're just trying to have their way because they want everybody to, to live the same way they do. And there's, there's all these false narratives out there along these lines. When what we know is that if people would just repent of their sin and place their faith and trust in Christ, then the Son would set them free from their sin. They'd be free indeed. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful message. But you can't talk about the freedom of the gospel without talking about the bondage of sin. What are they being set free from? We want to tell people that Jesus offers freedom and he offers hope and he offers peace, but what are we being offered those things from? From our bondage to sin so that the bonds of our sin can be broken, the chains of our wickedness and our evil can be cast off, and we can take up, we can take up the, the armor of God and walk in the freedom of righteousness that the Lord provides. So I pray that this is a, a challenging thought for you because maybe, maybe you right now are struggling in an area of your life where you know you need to be submitting to the Lord and you're not because you want your sin so badly. And we all do. I'm, this is not me judging. This is me saying I've been there. I, I'm there quite often where I have these sins that I want to hold on to because I think it's, it's me being able to be free and do the things that I want. And I don't, I don't really want to submit to the Lord in my flesh, but it's bondage to live in sin and it's freedom to live in Christ. And we have to remind ourselves of that. And we have to remind ourselves that the one who the Son sets free is free indeed. I pray it's an encouragement. I pray it's a challenge. If this is uh, any of those things to you, uh, I'd be honored that you share this podcast, whether you share it on social media, text it to a friend, email it. Um, I'd love to hear feedback. Um, many of you have, have actually emailed me and had conversations with me recently, texted me, uh, just telling me how the podcast is encouraging you. I appreciate that because it lets me know that when I put this out there, um, there are people who are benefiting from this, that the Lord is using it. So, so thank you for that. Um, if you got a suggestion for a podcast episode, I'd love to hear that as well. Love to talk about um, whatever it is that's on your mind and heart. Um, but uh, again, you can you can support the podcast by by sharing it, by sending it to a friend. But really, one of the best ways to support the podcast is to give it a rating and a review wherever you're listening to it. Specifically, in iTunes uh, podcast, the podcast app, and and and. Um, that helps because that helps the algorithms. It helps other people see it who wouldn't normally see it. So I'd be honored if you took a moment to do that as well. Thanks again for listening to Hold Fast. I uh, pray this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, I will be back next week with another episode. God bless.